Hey everybody, welcome to Holly Hill, or to the Crossways Podcast. We're coming at you live from Holly Hill Church of Christ, and with a new episode of the Crossways Podcast, where we discuss ways we can walk in the way of the cross. With me on the other side of the of the computer, I guess, is my good friend Nick Gill. And uh, Nick, how are you doing today? <laughs> Well, I thought I was invited to a uh, podcast about TikTok trends, so oh. I'm a little worried that oh, I'm actually goodness. we're actually talking about um, spiritual things. So yeah, a little um, confusing. Uh, you can see I'm a little confused myself. I don't know where I am or what I'm doing. Right. But um, it's I don't know what was you know everything was muted and then I got well we're at Holly Hill and all that good stuff and we are. And uh, well, we're it glad the ministry league right there. It so is. I yeah. think you would know where you are. Well, we're, well, yeah, this is brought to you by both. And uh, right. we're glad to have ministry league sponsoring us as uh, being able to join them. And we're thankful for the support Holly Hill gives us as well. But I know we're, we're here to talk uh, about spiritual things. But at the same right. time, you know, where I think we it's fun just to sit back and talk for about just anything, really. I know right yeah. now the the pandemic and uh different isolations and the world uh act you know i guess being a little bit different right now has caused our schedules to change oh yeah and it's crazy um the uh just i never thought i would miss going into the office this much like i'm an introvert <laughs> so I thought my dream job would be, you know, working from home all the time. And I mean, it's been pretty great, but it's weird. The things that you didn't realize that you liked quite so much. Yeah. I can tell you, you know, there's, you know, I can't do it now. It's really frustrating, but, um, and I started to do it and then I took a break from it. And then I was about to start doing, uh, working outside of the office in a different place and then mm -hmm. this COVID happened but there's times when you know being in a, a church building when you're doing some office work and, and studying or maybe just reading there's it gets kind of quiet you know if the phone's not yeah. ringing if there's nobody else around and you know so it's I've gone to Chick-fil-a before to find a little back booth and you know not really don't really talk to anybody but read a book do uh -huh. some letter writing or some stuff that I can do with that doesn't take a heavy, heavy focus, but it's, to, you know, there's enough going around to not be distracting right. for, but it's not quite enough to make you go absolutely to be crazy. Distracting, yeah. And I totally uh, get that. But now I don't have that. And now it's, you can't go as many places. You can't visit as often as you would like. It's getting better now and we're able to do more stuff. But right. now I don't have that escape. And I'm an extrovert, so it yeah. it drives me absolutely crazy. Yeah, I uh, somebody <laughs> sent me a meme the other day about how you know introverts are supposedly energized by spending time alone, and so the meme was of the out this outline of an introvert just glowing like <laughs> supercharged, <laughs> like after 83 days of quarantine, the introvert. <laughs> Is that how you feel? Um, no, because <laughs> this just because we've stopped doing things the way we did them doesn't mean we've gotten to stop doing things. I mean, yeah. learning, coming up with new routines and, 
you know, when you're part of a team, the extra intentionality it takes to maintain healthy communication when you're not, you know, in the office together. Yeah. And so when you're trying to work on things and you've got to think about so much more and try and remember more when there might be someone there who who just by doing something would remind you, oh, yeah, I need to do that. Yeah, it, it, it's definitely difficult. And, you know, it's about changing our behaviors. And that's yeah. kind of what this practicing of spiritual disciplines is, is really all sure. about. And, sure. and I think often of when I think of a spiritual discipline or a discipline, I think of drills. And yes. uh, I wasn't in a lot of sports uh, that would require drills. Um, you know, um, I did. Well, I did baseball and basketball up until about middle school when I stopped growing and I realized I'm not very good. But, you know, I, I was a bowler and you might be laughing and saying, well, how in the world do you do drills when it comes to bowling? But oh, we we had good. some lady bring, uh, I guess, our coach. Our coach was really a sponsor. If he's watching, uh -huh. uh, love you, Mr. Hunt. But, he, he, yeah, you were just a sponsor and you knew that. But um, he brought in a coach one time from a university who taught us how to count boards, how to do these drills, and they were terrible. The, the, one of them, we had to get on our knee at the line of where the line, where the lane started and just yeah. rock our arm back and forth and then release the ball. And then there's another one, we had to stand up and do the same thing. And I'm like, it's just a gutter ball every time. You know, but the point was is to hit your mark and yeah. don't even look at the pins. It doesn't matter. And for someone like me, I was like, but – but I'm not doing anything, you know, and it was yes. very frustrating. You're not getting but, the 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 uh, positive reinforcement that comes from, you know, playing the game or knocking the pins down, getting right, getting that 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 response from success because yeah. training and competition are two different things. Yes, but. Then we put them together, and they slowly were building us up to the approach and to the whole, you know, mm -hmm. I guess walk through with when you when you do a bowl, and then everything started to make more sense. You know, there was one drill where, and because a lot of people when you bowl, you're throwing the ball, and you're not yeah. really supposed to throw a, the bowling ball. It's supposed to be like a pendulum, and it's supposed to come back by itself. People right. who throw 20 miles an hour are not letting that happen. That's not what you're supposed to be doing if, you, if right. you're just wondering if you're watching. But I can remember we had to have it where one person was standing in front of you, and you would extend the ball out and then let it drop in their hand. You would extend the ball out and let it drop in their hand. And they wouldn't tell you, but on one random one, they would just move their hands. And if you stopped the ball, you weren't relaxed enough. So it gotcha. forced you to relax your arm. And it was – that one was fun if you weren't the one with the ball. Um, yeah. But all of it started to, to make more sense as we started putting it all together. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. when I think about that, it's the – and while we're doing it, it may not seem, well, what, where's the benefit in this? Because we don't see the bigger picture. But once we yeah. saw the bigger picture, the drills – we did the drills more often. Now, there were some drills we said, okay uh, – we have a short practice. Can I instead of doing you know twenty of these? Can I just do like five? You know right. we don't have time for this and not to rush through drills. But it was we've got the mechanics down now, and and mm -hmm. now you know this this drill is now muscle memory. So we don't need to do twenty of them anymore. It's now right. we can we can do less of them because that muscle memory is there. And 
you know, uh, Josh is here. I'll mention his comment, and then we'll we'll get back to to the connection to spiritual disciplines. But he said, even for an introvert, being forced to be alone can drive um, into a place of fear and uncertainty, so they can't even enjoy the solitude. And sure. uh, and I think that's very true. And uh, we'll talk about solitude in uh, I don't know how many weeks, but that ah. is one of the spiritual disciplines. Sure. But as we're talking about how that how all these sports drills relate spiritual disciplines are often they're things that we can do to help produce those good habits and right. those good behaviors and the uh, one of the things to, that's important to remember about the disciplines is that just like with drills in a sport the goal isn't to the goal isn't the drill the goal isn't to become the master of you know <laughs> the pendulum move yeah the goal is freedom the goal yeah. is freedom to attain your goals the goal is freedom to be able and we i think we've talked about this before that freedom is the idea of being able to do exactly what you want at the time that you want to do it mm -hmm. and the challenge for us as christians is to be transformed into the image of christ enough so that what we want to do is the christ-like thing and then the disciplines when they're exercised well will help us develop the ability to do what we want at the time that we need to do it, even though we're tempted to to go in a different direction, we're tempted to, you know, miss the mark. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, so, you know, Ortberg, one of the, the authors, and I forget which one he wrote, I'm sure you'll be able to remember, <laughs> but um, but he talked about the spiritual disciplines and being spiritually transformed as being able to, to think what Jesus would think, to feel what he would feel, and therefore do what he would do. And that's our sure. goal for spiritual formation. And as we discuss, you know, what spiritual disciplines are, you know, and, uh -huh. and why they're important, it's because they lead us to that transformation. If that's yeah. our goal, is to be more like Jesus, then all these things, and, and we could list them um, separately, but all, all these different disciplines, and there's, I think, 12 plus of them, they all help us to do things that Jesus would do and to think sure. the way Jesus would think. And if that's important to us, then. There are. Uh, it all, I mean, I think I know the, the uh, 12 that you're thinking of. And um, those are kind of uh, the classic disciplines that uh some that some writers have you know mm -hmm. identified but i also think that um we can miss the mark if we if we manage if we do the disciplines from the wrong from the wrong perspective the checklist um yeah. either as a checklist yeah or as a uh a, a, a source of, of holiness in and of themselves. And that's really the temptation 
of the uh, the private disciplines or you know the personal disciplines practiced alone uh, by apart from the community of faith is that we're very tempted to compare ourselves to one another yes and if i'm spent if so if someone's spending you know two hours a day in prayer and they're going to be they can be very tempted to you know compare that and come to church on sunday and think oh well the reason they are the way they are is because you know they only pray 30 seconds a day yeah and and that doesn't lead to unity you know here yeah. at holly hill we've been talking about unity for 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 a number of weeks and you know as part of the the spiritual disciplines you mentioned some are personal some are are togetherness and but mm -hmm. but all of them hopefully will you know as we become more like jesus we're also building up the church we're also yes. building up one another and as if we look at the spiritual disciplines from from that perspective you know they equip us for ministry they equip us for doing things for kingdom work Instead right. of saying, oh, look, now I'm improving myself. Well, that's the wrong attitude to have. Mm -hmm. and not saying we shouldn't want to improve ourselves. but No, no, yeah. right. But honestly, that's – I wonder if we think too much about ourselves, period. Yeah. And, and so I think about when Paul says to the Corinthians that, you know, it's not their business to judge him. It's not his business really to judge – anybody else that the lord is our judge not and he says not that i have anything against myself but it's just not my job yeah and our role is to be the church and when you look at for example uh romans chapter 12 which is you know one of those core passages that that uh anchor our understanding of spiritual formation and what God wants to do to us, everything there is about us. It's not mm -hmm. about me. I can't love the way God loves if I'm only, you know, alone all the time. If I love requires others and the, uh, the, the transformation, one of the things that we can, because we're kind of individualistic and uh, and we want to, and folks who want to achieve things are, you know, e more easily tempted with this particular struggle to hear uh, the challenge in Romans 12, 1 and 2 about uh, being a living sacrifice and being uh transformed by the renewing of our mind we hear that as i'm i transform myself to transform ourselves by renewing our own minds and that's not what paul's talking about at all spiritual formation is a work of god's spirit in us because god's goal has always been to to have humanity be in his image Mm -hmm. And to reflect his glory and his uh, goodwill into the world. And so it's about the spirit dwelling within us 
And as we practice the disciplines, one of the things that we're trying to do is get out of the spirit's way. Yeah. yeah. And, and when we make it like something about us focused and say, look at all these things that, that I'm doing and, and I'm working through this discipline to do this. And one yeah. of the things in one of the books I read, it said, this is not a barometer of spirituality. Right. You know, it's not, oh, I can measure how spiritual I am with how well I'm doing all of these things. Well, I, I can I can fast and not really have any spiritual meaning by it. In right. fact, today I didn't eat lunch. You know, oh, I right. fasted for lunch, but I didn't really have a spiritual focus. You right. know, you know, I can study. Well, I can study all the wrong things, you know, sure. or, you know, service. Well, I can serve, but not use it to serve people for God's glory. For my glory. Sure. Uh-huh. So without the right focus and without doing the things the right way, right? It's not about just doing them better or doing them, or sorry, not about doing them harder and doing right. them more intensely, but it's about doing them correctly as if Jesus would. One of the, uh, one of the warnings that a lot of the spiritual discipline writers don't, I, in my opinion, adequately wrestle with is Paul's warning to the church in Colossae that in Colossians, when they're dealing with these these man-made rules that are destroying the church through this mindset of superiority and the, uh, the uh, do not touch, do not taste rules that they've made up for themselves. And Paul says to reject all that because man-made rules have no ability to to transform us into the image of God. That's his basic thesis in that part of Colossians chapter two. And it's not obviously it's not saying we shouldn't pray and we shouldn't be moral, <laughs> but when we set the disciplines as rules for other people. When we set them as, as, as gatekeepers to going to heaven, as if the spirit can't do what the spirit's going to do <laughs> unless I fast 30 minutes a day every three days, or unless I say this, unless I say this prayer this many times, or pray for so many hours a day. I mean, the Lord's prayer is not very long. No. And I think sometimes I'll confess that I went through a, I mean, you saw my books. I went through a period where I was very infatuated with the idea of the disciplines and, and think, and I've, and having come out the other side a little bit, because of the temptation to superiority and not i think when i got wrapped up in it it was my struggle was in letting it minimize grace and the community of faith because because i kind of felt like as as long as i'm doing the disciplines what do i need to put up with you people for i've got <laughs> god what do i need to put up with people for yeah. 
And, and, you know, and you hit on a really good point. And in fact, I, I'm looking at some notes cause I, I taught this to the, the teenagers and one of the other things, and I believe it's again, Ortberg's book, it's not a way to earn favor with God, but we, right. we almost look at it as, you know, I used to joke and I hope people knew I was joking. Uh, and I'd sit it with a smile on my face, but at Freed Hardman, we would have, you know, our, the d- devotionals at night at like 1030. But then there were some that were on like Fridays and Saturdays <gasps> that, Ooh, you know, when people, yes. when people were gone and, uh, when people had left the campus, but there were a few of us still there and there were sometimes just, you know, maybe 10 people at some of those. Now I didn't go to all of them. I mean, but I remember when I did right. go to them. I would joke and be like, oh, man, look, the super Christians are here. And right. uh, I, I said it in jest, but sometimes I, we, we might actually mean that. Because look at yeah. all this extra stuff I'm doing. You I know, mean, I, we make that joke about, you know, Sunday night services or Wednesday night Bible study or, you know, the, how the freed lectureship was on Super Bowl starts on Super Bowl Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> and how if you were a real Christian, you went to Freed and then watched the Super Bowl on DVR. And <laughs> that just the kind of jokes that we make about things. Yeah. And it, we joke about them, but, you know, many a jest is said in truth. And yeah. we miss the uh, – and, and it's very tempting to fall into an, uh, an idolatrous relationship with the disciplines because they become a way we can turn them into a way of treating God like an idol. Yeah. Because basically idolatry works out like a vending machine. I mean, I know there's all kinds of, of wacky practices around idolatry, but in the end, it's a way of trying to treat God like a vending machine where if I, do the right ritual or say the right prayer in the right way, then that's kind of like the right coins going in the vending machine yeah. and bloop out comes the thing that I want. Oh, Idolatry yeah. is in the end, a way of trying to control the world and trying to control God. And we try to control God by, by earning his favor because it's just too offensive for us to really wrestle with what the gospel teaches us that, we didn't have to earn God's favor. We've always had God's favor. God is love. God has always loved us and always will. It's our response to that that's been twisted by sin, by selfishness. And we can practice the disciplines in selfishness just as much as we can practice, you know, sinfulness in selfishness. Absolutely. And, you know, it's, it, it is, you know, a few comments here, you know, along the lines of what you just said. It, it is it is about us being humble. It's not about us. And my dad mentioned that disciplines help us to allow God to live in us. And he mentions a song, and, and I'm forgetting which one it is, but he says, there's a song says, less of self and more of thee, and finally yes. none of self oh. and all of thee. You know, yes, when we I sing that, that do, do we actually mean that? When we right. say, man, less of self and more of thee, and then I'm finally getting to... You know what? Now it's none of myself and all of thee. As Paul said, what? I've been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but Christ who right. lives in me. And, and that's really powerful. And then I want to hit on this because I don't want us to run out of time. Right. Uh, Josh asked, he goes, Nick, you mentioned earlier that the disciplines are a path to freedom. Can you expound on that a bit? He says, I think it's an important point that we lose a bit of. Discipline is typically not associated with freedom in our right. minds. 
Yeah. Um, discipline is typically associated with punishment yep. or, or something that we don't want to do. But yeah. I guess for purposes of tonight's conversation, what was, what's the ultimate goal in bowling? Well, you, you want to hit all 10 pins down on the yeah, first wanna, bowl but, per every frame. But you, yeah, you, yeah. Want a, you want Consistency. a 300 or you want yeah. a 900. Yeah. And, and the ability, we think of freedom as the ability. We, C.S. Lewis said that we, we dream far too shallowly, that God's <laughs> offering amazing amazing life experiences and and amazing things and we want to make mud pies at the beach (laughs) and and we think of freedom that way that freedom means i get to do what i want and that means i get to lay in my recliner and binge watch something stupid hey now no no i I said me (laughs) you would never watch something stupid never but um for the disciplines give us the freedom to respond appropriately in the most difficult situations because we've prepared for them. One of my favorite uh, stories that uh, N.T. Wright writes about in uh, his book uh, on the virtues, on the Christian virtues, After You Believe, is about uh, Captain Sully in the, uh, the miracle on the Hudson where everybody wanted to kind of write off what happened by, you know, giving it this wonderful godly title of calling it a miracle that, you know, God had to reach down and land the plane. And that undermines the lifetime of discipline, of discipline training and practice that those pilots that Captain Sullenberger put in in order to, at that crisis moment, know what to do. He didn't have to go grab the manual. We've got a manual that tells us a lot. But if we have to go grab the manual to figure out what to do, the plane's crashed. Yeah. And if we just sit in the cockpit and say, oh, oh, it'll be okay. Or freeze because you didn't do enough study to say for the first instinct to be, oh, this is the best way to do it right now. Uh Split-second decision, right? Right. And one thing that the disciplines, especially when they're practiced in community, and the re- and as I say that because that's the goal of the gospel. That's the goal of, of the, the with God life is to be able to live in community. And so obviously I have extra work to do. But the, the goal of the, the disciplines give us the freedom to respond to one another. And that's why there are disciplines that get overlooked that are, I had a list and now I can't find it and I'm really annoyed, but um, disciplines like, like French, like befriending. Yeah. Friendship. Disciplines like singing, like that particular aspect of our worship. Think about our worship. We can listen to a sermon. I mean, I guess that takes one other person, but we can listen to a sermon by ourselves. We can, we, uh, but singing doesn't work. We can sing by ourselves, but we can only sing one part. Yeah. 
and but singing as God intended, which ne isn't necessarily four part harmony. I'm not saying that <laughs> anybody out there, but singing as God intended was for all of our voices to work together. Yeah. And I think that's why I think the simplicity of singing is such a beautiful example of what the community of God is supposed to be. But Paul brings up a in Romans again, because he's talking about this whole issue of lack of unity in that church. Yeah. And after that, that, powerful image of being living sacrifices in Romans 12, he spends the next, that chapter and the next two talking about how the disciplines work out in practice. And none of them are the, the, the solitary disciplines. They're all love one another, outdo one another in showing honor and basically get over your own scruples and stop inflicting, stop letting your scruples divide the church. You know, he doesn't tell the non-meat eaters that they have to eat meat at the meal, yeah. but he tells them they have to eat with the meat eaters. Yeah. They have to eat together. And the meat eaters can't make fun of the vegetarians for their scruples. They have to eat together. And that means one of the disciplines and I, I can't remember. It may have been John Allen Turner, my uh, one of my mentors, who told me this, and it just that his the the most challenging discipline for him is the discipline of choosing not to get offended. And if we're going to be a community of different people, different types of people who are brought together just because of the gospel, not because there's anything special about us. We're not Gnostics. There's not some special thing about us that has made God bring us together. We're all different and we're never going to be the community that God wants us to be if we can't practice the discipline of not being offended at each other. Yeah. And I think the the that you know Josh is saying excellent and uh, good perspective so he's appreciative of that and uh, I know you know you mentioned we're all different and not getting offended but also the example of bearing with one another because we might consider yeah. you know oh you're the weak brother but they might consider us the weak brother and then all uh -huh. of a sudden then that's when you have this this conflict of I'm right you're wrong and there's nothing to do about it when perhaps maybe it's let's just both discuss something and come to a conclusion or let's discuss something. And then at the end of the day say, okay, well, uh, I'm going to, you know, obviously within the parameters of God's instruction, right? There's, cause there's really, we shouldn't, if someone's saying something that's against God's commands, then that's another right, issue. Right. But in some other areas we need to say, Hey, I need to listen a little more. And, and that's something that, you know, I myself struggle with. And, and, you know, perhaps it's because, and it's not because of a disrespect, but perhaps it's because of a passion. We all like to get super passionate. And when we get super passionate, we also then start to, you know, get that tunnel vision. And uh, one of the spiritual disciplines, we get defensive. We get defensive. And one of the tunnel, and, and the thing about, a t you know, not seeing a tunnel vision could be maybe you know, I, I met an, another spiritual discipline of the ability to see and, yeah. and, 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 and I'm saying see different perspectives uh -huh. and not get too focused. Now, we should be sober minded, but we take that to the extent of 
well, I can only see this one little perspective. Yes. And that doesn't work. That's not um, sober-minded either. That's like a drunk trying other, really hard not to swerve. <laughs> yeah. One of the other spiritual disciplines on the list of corporate disciplines that I or uh, togetherness disciplines was list, was listening. Yeah. And you can't listen to I mean we we don't we spend a lot of time listening to ourselves and nowhere near as much time listening to each other. Yeah. Okay, I, th I, I want to make sure I didn't cut you off. I was listening. No, no, you're fine. <laughs> but uh, it looks like I don't want to – we could talk about this all night long. Mm -hmm. And uh, I know you've done a lot of study. I have a lot of notes and uh, from classes. But um, unless there's any, any questions from the, the audience, uh, we'll go ahead and, and, and guess any last thoughts or observations briefly, Nick, that you have about why these disciplines are so important. The disciplines, welcoming, befriending, confessing, I found my list. Oh, Forgiving, yeah. <laughs> listening, singing, feasting, storytelling. These, these communal disciplines will, pull, will draw us together and help us live the life God intends for us to have, which is a life in the community that he dwells in with him as our central and you know most in, most glorious inhabitant and paul's goal throughout the new testament is not just planting churches but for churches churches not individual christians but for churches to be formed into the image of christ and at the end of the day, we're called to imitate Christ's example of service and sacrifice and submission. And so disciplines or outside behaviors that pull us away from service and submission and the other S that I said, because I can't brain today, um, are, are going to hurt us and so we need to focus on focus on the goal which is being formed together into the image of christ so that the world may know that jesus christ is king is king of all creation and and that's our goal is so that everyone can come to know him yes. and and i love that i love those thoughts well nick it has been fun those who, who tuned in live, thank you. Those who watched later, shame on you. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, thanks for making it through 41 minutes of this video, uh, even though I think six minutes were countdowns. But thank you for being here. We are glad to always uh, have a good discussions. Uh, we'll be discussing uh, these spiritual disciplines, I guess, more in detail, one at a time. Next week, I believe, if my schedule is correct, I have Josh Fowler joining us. Josh is in the audience. Nice. Hi, Josh. And uh, so join us next time on Thursdays at 8 o'clock Eastern, 7 o'clock Central. Thanks for joining us, guys. You have a great Remember one. to retaliate with love. Great, great. I love that. I love that T-shirt. I need a copy. I need one of those. Have a good night, everybody. Thank you.